benched. Hi everyone and welcome to the Dodging Sleep podcast. Uh, my name's Ian Carlson and we are recording this on the 1st of September. Um, regular listeners will know that we normally start with an on this day in Dodgers history, but I was looking back and most of them are rubbish at the moment. Um, so I'm going to cheat and given that it's our podcast, I guess we can cheat and go back a couple of days. And some of you will have seen this on, on Twitter because it did its annual round a couple of days ago, but I'm going to go for the 28th of August. And the legend that is uh, Tommy Lasorda taking on the uh, the Phillies mascot for disrespecting the Dodgers. Um, no doubt many of you have seen the video of him going on and grabbing grabbing the the dummy of the uh, in the Dodgers jersey, and then using it to uh, beat Philly fanatic around the head with. Um, and ultimately, it clearly worked out because it it got the team going because they won the match five nil. Um, anyway, joining me tonight we have uh, young Ian. How are you doing, Mister Blees? Very well, thank you, Ian. Very well. How about you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad, thank you. Uh, and we've also got Leon Boyne doing all of the techie stuff and uh, doing all the recording and the production for us. How, how are you doing, Leon? Yeah, not too bad, mate. It's been a while, so uh, good good to catch up with you guys again. Indeed, yeah, it has been a while. I think when we do the review, we're going to be doing more than just the last week. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we got we got sort of 12 games to look at. But just, just before we get into the review, um, as of sort of as we're recording this... The Dodgers are 18 and a half games ahead in the division. Um, if you look at the NL East, NL East, the NL East, uh, get my teeth in. In the NL East, um, the Mets are three games up. NL Central, um, St. Louis are six up, so that's nine in total. So then if you go to the AL East, uh, the Yankees are six up. So now we're at 15. If you've been in the AL Central, the Guardians are one and a half. So you can take four of the divisions and their collective total is 16 and a half games. So collectively, they can't match the Dodgers. It's only if you add in um, that team in the AL West, who we don't talk about, that you, you manage to get the other divisions matching the Dodgers lead. So not bad at all. But but anyway, in the last 12 games, we've uh, we've swept the swept the Marlins. We won against the Brewers 2-1. Uh, we've won also against the Marlins in the return series 3-1. And we are currently one all with the Mets, which leaves us a fraction under 0.7 for the season. Um, it's just Good stuff, really, isn't it? Where, 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 which superlative would you like to start with, Ian? Um, well, I think there's 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 some there's some pretty low hanging fruit out there at the minute, but I think we have to go with Mookie and what Mookie's been doing. Um, I did all my. Uh, we were supposed to record this a couple of nights ago, but uh, but we had a, we had a few problems. But uh, when I was looking at that, so um, just recently last week, Mookie Betts, NL Player of the Week, hit three forty six, hit four home runs. Um, seven RBIs. Uh, Mookie is flying. He's back to his absolute best. Uh, just last night, he hit his 32nd home run of the season, which matches a career high for him. Uh, and that was off one Jacob deGrom. Um, so not a bad pitcher to uh, uh, to achieve that feat with. But um, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many other things that I could talk about, about how well things have been going. And uh, I, I'm going to leave a few to, to Leon so that he's not scratching around uh, trying to find some. So I'll uh, 
I'll, I'll quieten down and let, and let Leon chip in with what with what he thinks uh, what he thinks has, has been going pretty well for us. Leon, where do, where do you want to go? Uh, I'm going to go with the, the business-like um, performance of the team, which sort of it kind of harps back to 2020. I think I might have mentioned this a few weeks ago. Um, do you remember all those games in 2020? I know things were slightly different because of the pandemic, and you weren't allowed. You know, you weren't supposed to have that sort of close interaction. Um, but if you remember, sort of after each of the, uh, the playoff series that we won, it was like, let's, we, we shake our hands and we go again, move on to the next one. Um, and it was it was a team that knew what they were capable of, that had pretty much stormed the, the regular season. Um, and they seem to be doing that sort of thing again. Um, we, we, we hardly ever lose sort of, you know, two or three games in a row. Um, it's comfortable victories. Our, our run differential is insane, um, especially compared to everyone else. I think it's, 100 better than the next potentially um, we, we just yeah it's just comfortable uh, you know you've got Trace, Trace Thompson he's like a supply teacher who comes in and he's he's, he's better than all the te- you know he's as good as all the teachers in the school um, he's not he's not an everyday starter but you know when he does come in he, he performs fantastically well Jerry Gallo's picked up a little bit I know he struggled the last few days um, it's just, just it's just good to watch isn't it it's good good clean baseball every day um, nothing really worries me that much about the team other than the potential for injuries um, as, as, yeah, as I say I'll go back to the, the business-like quality of the uh, of the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers yeah you're right it, do, it does you do get the sense with the, the momentum that they, they're just grinding out you know they're getting some spectacular wins but they're also grinding out some wins as well in a way that they did a, did a couple of years ago um, for me a, a couple of things and we, we talked about this a lot on the pod last year and our inability to to win in extras and just how shocking whether it was the tactics or the play or we weren't adapting to this rule of having a, a runner on second and, and 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 looking back certainly since the all-star game we've had we've had three games going to extras two of which we we've won um all right so we haven't swept all three of the games in extras but we haven't lost all three either which is kind of what we were doing doing previously and i think that that kind of feels like that's a consistent with your point about just the business-like approach and just getting through series and very rarely losing a series very rarely losing losing a couple in the row it's just consistent with that I think it's the just that from one end of the lineup to the other that out and out competitiveness and and just everybody you know everybody's there everybody wants to win and they're just going to do whatever they need to to get the job done at a personal and at a team level and I think it's um yeah it's it's bubbling along quite nicely now as we head into the um head towards the postseason I think it goes beyond that line as well I think um you know you, you look at it normally and you go right yeah solid hitting one through nine I think realistically we've got um solid hitting potential probably one through 14 We've got a lot of hitting, hitting potential in there. I know some guys aren't doing it right now. You look at CT3, he's looking a little bit 2020 at the moment rather than 2021. Um, uh, Joey Gallo's inconsistent. Uh, Belly, um, he, well, look, he, don't need to say any more about his struggles. He seems to be doing himself out of a, out of a potential massive contract with whoever wants to sign him, uh, the way he's playing at the moment. Um, but... You know, I think it, it's set by the top of the order. Who play every week? Mookie, Trey, Freddie. Um, uh, probably got the order wrong. Mookie, Freddie, Trey. Um, and it's been fantastic to watch Trey and Freddie trade the lead in uh, in uh, in major league hits uh, constantly. Um, 
saw Trey Turner get his 1,000th hit of his career the other night uh, with those lovely excuse me check swing hits that just trickle down the third baseline. And uh, But it shows you the importance of, of speed because plenty of players, you know, they don't get away with that. And it shows you how important that speed is to uh, uh, to come to come in to come into it. And you know those guys have just been absolutely tearing it up, setting the tone for the guys behind them. Will Smith's uh, Will Smith's coming in strong, um, and I just think we're in. I just think we're we're, we're setting up nicely now, um, and I think we've got enough variety in potential hits that it's very hard for opposing pitchers to prepare to face our lineup because they don't know who they're going to face and they all threaten in different ways. I think um, I think there's a, a big shout-out. It's got to go to Gavin Lux as well. Um, he's almost like a bit of an anchor down at the bottom of the order for us. Um, I think his importance to us was shown in that first Mets game where he drove in the three, three runs um, and ultimately won us the game. Um, and to me, he's almost he's become like a Freddie Freeman light um, down at the bottom of the order um, nothing crazy he's not swinging for the fence every single time he puts the ball in play and he gets the runs in uh, and he just looks good 300 hitter mm. near enough uh, this season which is is great to see I think you're right I think that I think that depth point if you if you look at it doesn't really matter what what sport you look at any team sport where where, where you have championship teams there is always that depth, that kind of next man up type of thing, whether somebody is injured, somebody needs a day's rest, um, you know, whatever sport, you know, or, or, you know, the ability to just bring on a substitute. If you're talking about sort of soccer, um, it's just that, that, that there's more than the team out there. That And, and, and you're right, hitting straight down to 14 is um, and, and beyond, you know, the, it's impossible almost for, for teams to prepare unless you've got someone like DeGrom, who's just an out and out star, a kind of, if you like any, any kind of normal mainstream average sort of pitcher is, is, is absolutely going, going to struggle. I think the, the, the culture of the organization was sort of really well uh, highlighted by, by Jake Reed the other day. Um, and I think it was probably a surprise to pretty much every single Dodger fan in the year uh, on the planet when he came out to pitch the ninth uh, and did a fantastic job. Obviously gave up the single to Escobar initially, but then, uh, Muncy turned a fantastic double play and we got out of that game with, with the win. Um, and I don't know if you saw the interview he did with um, Kirsten Watson at the end. He was nearly in tears, sort of, you know, at being trusted with the ninth inning and being part of, you know, the, the, mm. the Dodgers organisation and being trusted with such a massive game. I know we've got the division pretty much wrapped up, but it's, it's you know, the, the moral and the mental boost of beating a team like the Mets in, in their backyard uh, going into the playoffs. It, it was, it was, it was, it was huge. Um, yeah. Heath Herambe as well. Um, I've never heard of him before. I thought it was that gorilla that was shot years ago, uh, to be quite honest. Um, and But, you know, the, the fact that he's come out of nowhere uh, after, you know, being released by the Pirates and, and pitched the seventh inning, again, he's, he's fantastic to see. Uh, clean inning as well, um, which, as I say, just points to the strengths of the Dodger organisation overall. Yeah, and, 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 and the advantage that that, that that huge lead that we have gives us, you know, we've not got to put pressure on people. We can trust people in different slots. We can try new things. We can make things work, um, you know, and we can and we can keep trying different formulas. Um, we can keep giving veterans, proven veterans who aren't playing well chances, uh, even if we do have an absolute stud playing down in AAA right now who's doing things I've never seen before um, in James Outman. Um but um, it's uh, I, I, it's just a luxury of that, and I think we're not going to be 
we're not we're not chasing the division down i don't think i don't think we're being complacent i think we're being sensible oh you've got a knock let's wrap you in cotton wool we need you in october oh you're not playing so well at the moment we're going to keep playing you because we want you know we want all options available to us come october um and you know i, I just think it's phenomenal what we're doing right now Absolutely, and I think I think beyond not not just the gap in the division, um, but a, a, against I think the gap in the in the national league as a whole, because clearly you while you want to be the number one seed, you certainly don't want to be below the number two seed and end up in that wild card round. So, you know, we, there's a, there's a a reasonable gap between us and the Mets, and then a really big big gap between down to the central division, whoever happens to be there at a moment in time. So, um, it you know securing one of those first two C's is, is the key. And, and yeah, you're right. We've got such a gap. We can afford to, to experiment a little bit. Um, thank you for your thoughts on that. We, we, um, we've talked a little bit as part of that. Mookie's name came up, the strength and depth of the hitting, some of the star performers came up, which, which is a neat segue, I guess, into our, into our sort of regular topic at the moment, which is picking our dream team. And, and, and we're moving on to the outfield next. And rather than do, left field one week and then center and then right we thought we'd just do the whole lot uh all at once which brings an awful lot of names into play now some may be no-brainers uh one of them's already been mentioned tonight others there may be a little bit a bit of a debate around um so we thought rather than have a have an initial debate now we'll we'll, we'll put it out to you all of our listeners we'll we'll stick something on twitter as well be very interested in your thoughts and then when, when we debate it proper and pick our our preferred three on a later on a later pod we can we can use your input to decide whether it should be scott van slyke or yasil puig who gets the final slot for instance um alvarez. so sorry eddie alvarez who can remember that performance <laughs> in the sun um, a few months ago indeed indeed there well there's a lot of names you know matt kemp there's jock there's kike we've discussed him at length on one of the earlier rounds of the dream team but he's there uh, obviously got Chris Taylor, got Cody, got Mookie. There's, there's a whole Are we going to pick KK twice? <laughs> He's already in at TV. Well, <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> it's our dream team if we want if we want somebody twice. But yeah, I I, I think we might end up with somebody else. But uh, but yeah, love to know your thoughts. Uh, get get in touch with us via Twitter or Facebook, and uh, we will we will feed those into um, a discussion on a later pod. Um, but now we're going to turn our attention. We've talked a lot about about hitting, um, and 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 talk a bit about um, about pitching instead, um, which is I've, I've just brought up the uh, the Baseball Reference um, website and just looking at our ranking in um, pitching ranking in the National League, and you know, obviously we're we're first in wins, but first in in ERA, we're first in hits, first in runs, first in earned runs. Uh, we are only second in home runs allowed um, uh, first in walks um, you look down the list and you know, obvious names who we thought would be there someone like Kershaw with an ERA of 2.64 and Nereus at 2.32 but we've also got Anderson at 2.69 Gonsolin who I know is not quite back from injury yet at 2.1 um, it's it, it's pretty amazing and I know this is something that that at the start of the season, I know I flagged it as, as an area of concern, the sort of starting pitching and whether we had enough depth, but to sh shows why I'm sitting here talking about baseball rather than out in LA trying to manage a team. Um, but what are, what, what are your thoughts? I know we hope we got Kershaw back tonight, I think against the Mets, hoping that, that Gonsolin would have been back by now, but I think he's going to be held out for another couple of games, maybe. Um, what are your thoughts on how that's, how that's playing out so far, guys? 
Leon, should we perhaps start with you? It's playing out very well, isn't it? Um, I mean, just looking down the, the the roster at the moment, we've had Dustin Maybach, who's looked really good in his uh, in his two games so far. Obviously, um, it, it got a little bit messy at the end of his his last start against Marlins. That was due to errors because um, he should have been out in the inning without giving up any sort of runs in that. Really, um, obviously, we've you know Bickford has has been a struggle this year. Um, he was optioned, but he's obviously back up today with a uh, with Bruce Starr's injury. Um, other than that, I mean, everyone's just performing really, just again, solidly. Uh, Vasiers looked good. Um, Caleb Ferguson has looked very good. Uh, Andrew Heaney, you know, he's given up a couple of sort of a, a few too many home runs in the last couple of outings, but gen- generally he's been good. Tyler Anton has been unreal, um, just an absolute workhorse. Um, and again, as I said, you know, every, every single time with, uh, I wasn't confident in those two guys in particular, Tyler Anton and, and Andrew Heaney, but they've been, they've, done sterling work for us uh, especially given the time that Kershaw and Walker Buehler have missed this season um, it, again it's a really scary prospect for every other team if, if the Dodgers had, been, had had fit starting pitching <laughs> the whole year how just you know the wins total this, this team could have actually racked up uh, we didn't see the best of Walker Buehler even when he was he was playing at the start of this year he had one complete game he was let's be honest he was pretty poor um well, he wasn't his usual self. Not perhaps yeah. not poor. He's a good, effective starter in every other team. He just wasn't the walkie builder that we were used to. And there's quite obviously was an issue with it, which is, is unfortunately turned into a Tommy John surgery. But everyone else has stepped up. Um, Tony Gonsolin, um, again, been fantastic. Really good. Uh, but again, if you look at his, his ERA totals previously, he's, he's, it's not far off what he's, he's, he's at at this moment. The biggest difference is the number of innings Um which has probably you know led to perhaps a little bit of overuse and, and this injury, which is uh, he's picked up now. But just generally, it's, it's just so good to see the, the quality of this team throughout. Indeed, and I didn't Ian. even mention Evan Phillips there, did I? <laughs> no. Ian, what what's your thoughts? I'm not sure Leon left me anything to say. I'm sorry, um, <laughs> I, was wrong with that. I was just I was looking at the roster as I was speaking. It's just it's 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 great. I don't know. I think we could probably, I don't know, I'm not sure if you went into Julio in any detail, but um, Julio had sort of slid into this uh, into this position of being the ace of the staff. Now, perhaps statistically you look at it and go, no, it's Gonsolin. But Julio Arias is the is the ace of this staff. He's the he's the experience. He's the one who's been there. He's done it before. And uh, like Kershaw's done so many times before, um, Julio's put this team on his back. Um, and he's, uh, he's, he's, he's eating innings. Um, he's He's giving the bullpen uh, consistently um, a decent amount of rest because he, because he's doing so much of it, and that's that's really important in itself. Uh, his his ERA is still um, is still up there. Uh, I've not got the stats in front of me right now, but he's doing you know he's he's doing a fantastic job, um, and I think Julio is probably someone who's just sort of slid under the radar a little bit this year, maybe in the fact that. Uh, you've got Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin uh, who've been racking up all these wins. And certainly early on in the season, uh, Arias, who actually still had a reasonable ERA, but was uh, had a losing record because he was pitching in games where he wasn't getting any run support. Mm. Um, and then that's all changed around. Everything started to roll on the offensive front. Um, and Julio's kept doing what he's been doing all year. Um, and he is now, for me, as things stand, our most reliable pitcher. Uh, Tony Gonsolin is, is has got the plaudits. Um, 
I saw the other day, unfortunately, it looks like Tony Gonsolin's going to miss out on the ERA award because he's not going to pitch 100, uh, 162 innings this year now, which is the requirement to win the ERA award. Um, even though he looks, touch wood, he, he looks like uh, if if he keeps going the way he is, he's going to have the best ERA in the division. He's going to be a few innings short mm. because a lot of his outings have been five or six innings, which is perhaps one of the reasons why he's been so good. You know, he doesn't very often face the lineup for a third time through because he's so efficient through the first two yeah. times. And that basically means that the, that, that the opposition don't get to take what they've learned the first two times and how he's got them out then and find and come up with ways to come up against it. Yeah. And then they turn to the studs of the bullpen, whoever they are, whoever these random people are that, uh, that we keep finding and putting out there. And it turns out that they're world-class relievers. Um, and, um, and yeah, just, and just getting the job done. So um yeah, I think that's kind of uh, that, that. That's my thoughts on on pitching to this point. I, in terms of the positive side, yeah, a lot of them. Thank you. Um, here's a, here's a thought which might be might be a bit wacky, but g- given that we've got a few issues with Kimbrel at the moment, and given that we know once you get into the postseason, starting pitchers generally don't go quite as long. They're on a slightly shorter leash. If if I if I add them up, unless I'm missing it, we we got Anderson Arias, Gonsolin Kershaw. May, assuming they're all fit. We've also got Mitch White. We've got Andrew Heaney. I make that seven. Whether you stick in Pepio, I don't know. Going mean, Grove started the other night, but that's probably a stretch. But are, are we at the point where we could actually effectively play two starters per game? So rather than uh, now, clearly, if somebody's got to like the seventh and they've not had a hit, you might keep them going. But you know, could could you see as playing two in the same game, say three or four innings each, and then really restricting what we use the bullpen for? It'd be a bit wacky, but Ian, what do you, what do you think? Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and and Toronto Blue Jays would be pretty unhappy if Mitch White started pitching for us after he was traded on the deadline. Liam, edit, 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 Liam, edit. Are you staying in, mate? No, you haven't staying in. <laughs> Uh, it's been um, a long day. I mean, obviously, you've, in recent in recent seasons, you've seen the likes of uh, Tampa Bay, especially, uh, and that you know they've they've really gone down this route of this opener and the follower um, uh, approach, and that's really what that what what that is often is you you have a left handed opener followed by a right handed uh, follower or vice versa, and it stops teams stacking the lineup against a certain type of pitching. That's the reason that's kind of become popular. Um, I can't with, with given that the DH is uh, is in now across across both leagues. I don't think that there will be a great deal of change. You are right; there is there is shorter leashes, um, but I think the likes of Kershaw, Arias, they will be trusted. Um, they will be trusted to get the to get the way out of the get their way out of the jams. Perhaps some of the other guys, perhaps uh, perhaps gone. Perhaps uh, Anderson, who, who haven't been there and done it to the same level, uh, perhaps those guys might get might get pulled. And it's great to have long relievers in the bullpen. You know, it's a it's it's something that that becomes critical. Um, obviously, we, we we would have a set a set playoff roster to choose from. So some of the names that you mentioned there um, may not make it onto the. Yeah, I suspect Mitch. I suspect Mitch White won't be on it. Having having just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he may not be on there. Um, 
but uh, but yeah, I think uh, pitching strategy uh, comes to the front. I'm a massive fan of the fact that they've done away with um, letting people pitch to one batter. So uh, I appreciate that there's now a whole uh, a whole uh, out of work line uh, of left-handed relievers um, who only face one one guy. Um, you know, I, I'm sure <laughs> I can't even think of one of stuff. Adam Collarek was he one? Um, uh, you know it, these loogies left uh, left-handed pitcher who only face who only face one pitcher. Um, uh, you know these guys are done now, so it means that anyone who comes in has to face three pitchers or get to the end of the inning. Uh, and I've I've been a big fan of that because certainly it did make some of the games in the postseason, uh, uh, 2017, 2018, um, 2019, even incredibly long and drawn out as the strategy was just going yeah. crazy especially when you just didn't have the dh yeah. so people were already pinch hitting around that so yeah, um, so, yeah. that's a fair point yeah and if you if you're changing pitches every batter you're going to run out of tunes for your trumpet player to come on and play um it's a completely Lee, killer as well wasn't it <laughs> yeah. and you know someone comes on and then he, it was it was boring to be honest yeah yeah any thoughts on that leon would you would you bring mitch white back uh, well, no, uh, I'm not bad his last two starts, to be honest. He can stay up, uh, up north. Um, <laughs> he's been smashed about. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see where we go because obviously we've got we've got some big arms on the uh, on the IL at the moment. Um, yeah, uh, Almonte has performed well. Um, Blake Trinan, uh, Victor Gonzalez, I probably won't make the uh, make the roster. And, uh, Tommy Canley again, he's another option. Um, I think we've got so many arms that that we can there is a lot to play around with there. Uh, there's many options. Yeah. Uh, depends how clever the front office and, and Dave want to be uh, on a on a per game basis. Um, obviously, when we we won it all, you know, Julio turned into a, a long closer yeah. almost. Yeah. Um, and that was a successful successful experiment. Um, so there's no, there's no reason why that potentially couldn't happen again. Mm. Um, We've, we've pulled it once, um, and we, yeah, it, it could be done again. There's, there's that many starting pitches on the uh, on the roster. Indeed, Ian. Yeah, I think I think that's where uh, where Dustin May is most likely to be. I'm mean, don't get me wrong; he could be our he could be uh, uh, you know superb as a starting pitcher as well. But um, we won't be working five man rotation when it comes to the playoffs. But you know, it will we'll be down to a four man rotation, and um, I think. If everyone's fit, that's quite likely to be where we see Dustin May. You know, mm-hmm. you, you battled it out against against exceptional pitching, and then you're going to bring in Dustin May, who's going to throw 100 miles an hour with <laughs> with like 15 feet of lateral drift. <laughs> All right, inches. Um, and um, you know, I've never seen a ball, I've never seen anyone um, throw the ball as hard as him and get that and get that movement. It's no. it's absolutely insane. So I think that's most likely where we're going to see Dustin May. But yeah. there could be. But yeah, there is plenty of worlds where he makes it in as a starting pitcher as well. Indeed, I think anything we can do to um, take pressure off off Kimbrel, we could do with him having well less use of him um, and, until he gets. I don't, think it, I don't think he makes the roster right now. If the, if the, if the playoffs started tomorrow, he's not on the roster. You heard it here first, folks. Who would you um, who would you have as your um, who would you go as your closer? Well, with obviously Brewster has just gone down, which is unfortunate. Hopefully, he makes it back in time for the playoffs. Um, but I think even if he's fit, I've I've really liked Chris Martin. Um, you know, since he's come over, he's only had the uh, the one save opportunity. But what an opportunity that was! Kimbrel had just loaded the bases, 
Um, I mean, he, I should I should point out he had pitched a clean inning the inning before, and he'd done a great job. He was asked mm. to go out again. He's asked to go out again and, and try and finish things off. And he, I think he walked the first two batters. So Martin had to get had to get the three outs because um, it was extra innings. Um, so so the bases were loaded. So two walks, uh, what bases loaded. Uh, Chris Martin comes in and just gets the job done. And there's just something about a six foot eight closer that I'm so <laughs> on board with. Right? There's just just there's just something about someone coming in that level of intimidation, hurling the ball down at you uh, from from on high. Um, so I think he's he's definitely an option. Um, I'm it, it, it's I I still want us to keep trying with Kimbrel. We do still have you know like I say we have this lead and we have the opportunity mm. to try and get him where he needs to get to. Um, but yeah, well, I mean with with, with Kimbrel, it seems to me as soon as he gets a man on base, that's when it all goes downhill sort of rapidly. Um, the amount of times you see him get the first man out and he's throwing some just absolute filth. And you're like, all right, he's he's back in now. And then he'll give up because they never they never seem to be home runs. They always seem to be bloopers and hmm. and then then he walk and then he it all sort of falls down from from that point on. So I wonder if if they'll look at him as a sort of a a, a one man firefighter, you know, who you can put in for that that last out of the inning, and then you don't have to sort of pitch the three three hitter rule. Yeah, it's not a bad shout. Yeah, that that that's max of a confidence thing, doesn't it? You know, go, get one man on base and then start to start to wobble mentally, and it it, it goes from there. Because you're right, well, at the start he, he looks pretty good. Uh, interestingly, his um over the course of his career, he averages a, a save sort of rate of eighty nine percent based on his opportunities, and this year he's at eighty four. Just for what it's worth, uh, Kenley averages eighty eight percent in his career, and he's at eighty five this year. So they're both down. Um, what about Josh Hader? Well, I haven't got enough room on my spreadsheet to add on. Is it put his ERA in at the mo- moment? So I'm not sure about his save, but um, yeah, he's... maybe if he gets a haircut, that'll help. Um, anyway, as, as a man sitting here with no hair, I can I can kind of get away with jibes like that. That's a anyway, clear case of hair envy, right there. Indeed, indeed. Um, maybe, not so much him. Maybe Dustin May, but certainly not him. Um, week ahead preview so we've got the final game against the Mets tonight with Kershaw back on the mound which looks a lot better than when I checked as, as Ian said earlier we were originally going to call uh, record this a couple of nights ago and at that point it was TBD was that was pitching for us tonight so it's quite nice to see him replaced with Kershaw um, we then got three at home against the Padres and three at home against the Giants so um, who's going for a, for, a, for a clean sweep anyone Leon um I'm not not a quick clean sweep this time. Um, I think the Padres are just going to be so up for trying to get a result that they get, they'll probably sneak one. Um, the Giants might sneak one as well, um, just because they always well they previously did. They seem to, I think we swept them a few times this season actually. Um, they're not very good uh, this year. Um, so, what is it six games? Seven, uh, game, seven games, seven games. One, one of Mets, three, three San Diego, and three, three the Giants. Right, let's go five and two. Optimistically, again, it doesn't really matter at this point. Um, <laughs> which is nice. We can be as wrong as we want to be. <laughs> We've done that a fair bit this season. Yeah, to be yeah, fair. yeah. we're um, horrible at this game. Ian, what, what have you got? I mean, I'm always hesitant to go for the Mets one because by the time this comes out, that'll that'll be that'll be uh, over. That could be wrong before we even start. 
But um, yeah, I mean, um, go on, I'll go for a clean sweep. I think we'll win all seven. Um, I, you know, I, if everything keeps ticking along the way it should, I think uh, Mets is probably the toughest game on paper. Um, but it's Clayton Kershaw versus uh, versus Chris Bassett. Uh, there's there's not there's not anyone on the planet who would who would pick Bassett generally. Uh, I think obviously Kershaw's coming back from injury. We don't know how long he'll go. He may he may well just do the four or five innings just mm. to, uh, and he'll be on a short leash. Um, so, um, but yeah, I'm gonna yeah, let's just let's just go for it. I, I'm gonna go all in. I think it's the first time I've ever done it. First time I've ever said we're gonna win all seven. So there we go. Well, I'm I'm going to split the difference. I'm going for six. I think we'll sweep the Giants. I think we'll win tonight, and then we'll get two from from San Diego. So I've, I'm I'm going for six. Interestingly, we're we're currently at uh, the average. Into if you look back at our win predictions that we made at the start of the season collectively, the the average for our pod was was 103 wins, and based on where where the team are at the moment, we're on track for 113. Um, which rather bizarrely would make Scott, who wasn't on the pod and who we just chucked a number in for, um, that that would make Scott the most accurate. So, um, fing- fingers crossed, Scott, you uh, you win the prize this year. Um, otherwise, I think that's 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 pretty much it for for tonight. Unless unless either Ian or Liam have got got any final words they want. I, I, I've got a couple actually. I've got a couple. Um, um, so, firstly, um, it's slightly slightly non Dodgers related, but it does involve some Dodgers, and that is the Team USA roster for the World Baseball Classic. Um, I have never seen a roster like it. It really is a a true cross division uh, MLB All Star team. It is absolutely ridiculous. It was looking it was looking really good to begin with, um, and then. Mookie Betts got added. Uh, Will Smith got added. Trey Turner got added. So all of a sudden, my interest is getting is is peaking a little bit. They already had JT Real Muto um, on the uh, on the roster, so they've got probably the two best catchers in uh, two best American catchers in baseball um, uh, on on the on the team completely. So I just think at the end of the MLB season, World Baseball Classic gets underway, and I think that could be a historically good team to follow the one that's just won the World Series in the weeks beforehand. Mm. Um I uh the, the others I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shoehorn in. Um so I want to give a shout out to I think I've got this name right, uh, Ethan Dominguez Shipley uh, and his mum Sandy. They were on they were active on Twitter this week. Um they went to uh, they went to watch Marcus Stroman. So um Ethan is a massive Blue Jays fan and used to watch Marcus Stroman um uh, pitch when he when he played there. And they tweeted him beforehand. He was making a banner, hoping that he, that hoping that he might see it. And Strowman, be the being the guy that he is, he he saw it and he said, "Hey, you let me know when you get to the ground. I'll come out and speak to you." And he came out and he put his arm around the kid. And they, you know, uh, and not only that, he's folded it up afterwards and he's gone right. When we come over to, because he's with the Cubs now, and mm. um, so when they when they come over uh, to uh, to London next year and play the Cardinals, he's like, you know. I'm going to sort out your friends and family tickets. So what a guy Marcus Stroman yeah. is. And the final one for me is that the is that the British Baseball League finals get on the way. Different to the British Baseball Federation finals that have already started. The British Baseball League finals get on the way uh, over the next couple of weekends. So this Sunday we've got the single A final, uh, the single A finals in Liverpool, uh, Norman Wells Ballpark. 
Um, and uh, in that, in that, we've got Halton Trojans, the Manchester Bees, the Rugby Warhammers, and the Sheffield Cubs. And the following weekend, because I'm guessing we probably won't pod again before then, uh, we've got the AAA finals. This is the best in this is the best uh, in in the Northern Leagues. We've got the uh, Newcastle Nighthawks, the Liverpool Trojans, who I play for, um, and the Manchester and the Manchester A's. I'm not playing at the moment. I'm out injured for the first time ever. Finals. I'm devastated. That's 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 um, what happens but, yeah. if you hit, that's what happens if you hit a home run. <laughs> so, yeah, my my calf just exploded through about through too much force. <laughs> uh, well, good luck to everybody playing in those. I hope they have a hope they have good fun. Um, I've got I've got one point, which is just for all of our uh, American listeners. I know there's many many thousands of you. Um, please just remember, in the light of of, of recent recent events, if you are at a game. Even if you are sat right at the very, very back, at the top, in the corner of a stand, a camera is going to spot you. So please, for all our sakes, concentrate on the game rather than who's accompanying with you to watch it. Um, but uh, but otherwise, thank you all for listening. As I said earlier, we'd love to hear your thoughts on Dream Team outfield players. Um, but otherwise, thanks again and hope to see you soon. Cheers. Bye.